The 2022 Concordia Student Union elections are here, and in collaboration with the Concordian and the Link, CGLO 1690AM presents the CSU series, where we will showcase interviews with CSU's new team of executives. Here, I myself, Cédric Galin, interviewed Fawaz Haloum, the Internal Affairs Coordinator. Internals Affairs, what does that job entail for you? The Student Affairs Coordinator is the executive responsible mainly for student clubs and spaces. So I will be sitting on the Clubs and Space Committee. Uh, also, the Internal Affairs Coordinator, not only do they work with the CSU clubs directly, try to guide them, help them, and make sure that they succeed in their mission to engage the student community and provide for a interesting student life on campus, but we also have to organize the communications within the CSU itself. For instance, a lot of the uh, financial matters um, is also in the domain of the internal affairs coordinator, uh, slightly so. And uh, the one thing uh, within the CSU as the council and organization, not the larger student body is organizing um, anti-oppression trainings, anti-Islamophobia trainings, um, gender equality trainings, anti-homophobia trainings, and uh, trainings basically for council members uh, and representatives to make them uh, better integrated uh, into the union. Okay. And in that role, what will be your mission? My mission as a student uh, internal affairs coordinator has to stem from my experience as a creator and a leader of a student club on campus. Started the, the club in uh, Last year, February, and it's ongoing. It was one of the most successful clubs on campus. We organized many trips to the outdoors, and we have over 300 members right now. I got a feel of what is being done right and what could be done better. What is the thing that clubs, uh, presidents, or executives really expect from the internal affairs coordinator? These are the things that I intend on addressing and fulfilling. In terms of a bigger mission, that's not the everyday. Uh, I truly hope to see more engagement from the student clubs, the CSU clubs, in experiential learning opportunities. Uh, I do have a plan of creating a specialized fund for internships for mature enough clubs that could apply to it with a proper proposal where they can uh, conduct an internship. If it's appropriate to their mandate, it will obviously be a process to get approved for it, and it will be a pilot program, but that's something I... uh, is, is one of my missions. And the second thing would be uh, a special fund for journals, for undergraduate uh, scientific or art journals that would be created by, um, you see it, for instance, in ASFA associations. And I'm thinking, why shouldn't we see it in uh, CSU uh, clubs? I think some clubs have the maturity and have the mandate that would be appropriate. Uh, we have clubs interested in all types of things from cybersecurity to mycology to you name it. And I would say 50% of them are in a position where they can have a journal. They just need guidance. Uh, knowing the infrastructure of how to have an editor-in-chief and a couple of editors, whatnot. So maybe the guideline for that, for whoever would be interested in participating in that program. And obviously the funding avenue to take that on. But it would be uh, my dream to see more CSU clubs offering both internships for undergraduate students, experiential learning opportunities, and uh, a chance to work, uh, to to participate in a journal, whether as an editor or as a contributor. Uh, You talked uh, about a list of things that clubs 
uh, club presidents want from the internal affairs coordinator? Mm -hmm. What is that list? First, we need to realize that student presidents and student executives, they work for free. And they sometimes dedicate a lot of their time towards clubs, especially if they are the president or if they created it or if they're heavily invested in it. They might be putting in hours that would uh, be enough to have a full-time job. And yet, they don't make any money and they accept it. It's a volunteer job and it's part of the community building. And that's the contract they sign. But the one thing they would like to see from their internal affairs coordinator who is paid, who is salaried, who has eight hours a day to attend to their problems and needs, is that before he comes back and sends them something saying, oh, this didn't work, can you fix it? That he tries to fix it for himself. And that's something that can be uh, often annoying for uh, student groups because getting stuff done does take time because no one is getting paid to do it. And, and it happens over days and weeks. So like to have it sent back to you and then you have to send it back. And then sometimes it gets sent back even yet again. So obviously there are certain tricks, especially in terms of technology, without getting into specificities. For instance, if, we, if, a, if I sent you a PDF for signature and it's locked, I would want to see an internal affairs coordinator who just knows how to unlock it himself. And I have seen that. Getting it sent back to me is not the most productive, neither for me nor my team, nor the CSU. Because solving it takes a lot less time than sending it back from everybody involved, including the internal affairs coordinator himself. So I, they just got to be more helpful, uh, not expecting everything to be done perfect by people who are not paid, people on volunteer basis and actually fill in the support role that they are hired to do for CSU clubs. Okay, very interesting. Now, um, I guess we can start getting into the meat of the problem, which is the night dynamic you're entering your position in, the pandemic. So mm -hmm. was there a difference in club dynamics uh, between pre-pandemic times and post-pandemic times? Pre-pandemic, obviously, everything was smooth. There was a certain kind of continuity in it that year by year, you have president clubs and then some people becoming executives and then they would get trained and they would become president. There was a continuity that experienced uh, a rupture um, in the pandemic where you had many clubs. Obviously, executives couldn't do 90% of what uh, their mandates are. Uh, so people lost interest. Some people lingered, but they... Uh, couldn't reach to the membership, the general membership uh, properly. They were stuck in their own circles with the executives, not really doing much, but you know they're enjoying their own student life, uh, all because of the pandemic's restrictions. And then after the pandemic restrictions were eased, I saw a bunch of clubs putting in a lot of time and effort to organize events, all of which was canceled on a two-week notice when the restrictions came back again this winter. So that's devastating and it's heartbreaking. And you know, knowing that these people put in all this work on volunteer basis, all they're hoping to get out of it is some fulfillment, not even getting that, and no one even thinking about how they felt or how they might have uh, been wanting to be compensated morally or materially, uh, bothered me. And I just feel like there could be support for clubs like this that got personally hurt by restrictions yeah you talked about like that lingering and i i felt that too uh it's it's kind of like a pandemic inertia where mm -hmm. like people kind of stop doing things i want to know how how you're gonna cut through that inertia yeah 
You're right. There has been a rupture, exactly. And and ruptures, they uh, they sometimes obfuscate a lot of what happened before them. And I think my task should be to remind the student body through different productions that I can uh, encourage student clubs to produce uh, in terms of like their past experiences, have a little portfolio, maybe we can send out to the students. I know the CSU clubs, they send out a weekly a newsletter that would help executives uh, manage their own affairs. And I think if the CSU's main newsletter, not the club's one, the one that goes to all CSU members, if it had the small section where they promote the events of the different clubs happening on campus each time it's sent out, I think that would be a great thing because many students just simply don't ever hear about the billion event that happened from this or that club because they it doesn't come across their circles. People lead different lives. Some are busy at work, some with kids, some with family, and they're not always in the right click. So I think better outreach is a must. And now let's, let's talk about faculty here. So one of the main uh, themes that we've seen during the pandemic, especially is the fact that the faculty has been difficult to deal with in terms of implementing uh, health guidelines regarding the pandemic when we return to campus. That was a big subject recently. And I just wanted to know how you're going to deal with communications uh, in terms of your own business, your own business, your own duties with the faculty. The one thing I can think of when you talk about this is the idea of the hybrid education, how it's something that the CSU really wanted. And that uh, would have required direct uh, cooperation of the faculty members. Getting to them is hard and getting them to cooperate might even be harder. And uh, I think in a way, the, D, this, uh, the, the dean of office, uh, the dean of students office has the obligation to work as uh, the link between the CSU, which represents the students and the university. Uh, so I think the Dean of Students Office can help with that communication because sometimes the faculty feel, I mean, faculty, they're tenured, they're on another uh, level. They barely feel obligated to their own department's chair, let alone some CSU executive. So I think um, proper channeling through the Dean of Students Office, there should be maybe uh, like a, a position or a task added to a position that would be to this regard, where it can help deliver the CSU's wishes. Okay, and in terms of uh, let's talk, let's talk in the future and like a utopic kind of mindset. What would be your ideal club life at Concordia? The ideal club life. I feel like all clubs should have a club space somewhere on campus where they can gather and they can uh, conduct small events or just at least their own team's uh, activities. And associations with spaces that are not using it, they should be reallocated. I think a lot of uh, status quo just settles in, especially in academic circles where if something happens, no one really reviews it till uh, way later on. So maybe more proactiveness on this regard. I would like to see every uh, student club conducting one or two events uh, a month um, having a structure in terms of knowing how to communicate with, uh, because really when you start the club or you start managing a club, there's very little 
literature or information on how to do it on the practical level, like let alone, oh, how do you file reimbursement with the CSU, how to communicate, how to do space booking. And space booking, don't get me started there because it's a nightmare. It's it's not easy. It's not accessible. If we can have a an online platform to do this that actually works, um, that would be great. I know there is one, but it rarely works, neither for me nor the booking officer. Uh, it could have been the pandemic's restrictions. We'll see. So I, I just want them to feel like they have guidance and they have someone to talk to for anything. They could just email internal at csu.qc.ca if they are facing uh, problems, not with just CSU affairs, but anything relates to their experience as a club executive that they might need help with, that I might help with uh, through my experience, both as executive and as club uh, president. Okay. That's very interesting. And uh, I guess uh, we can start talking about, uh, briefly talk about the the family here, uh, your background, um, your father, fatherhood. How is that going to impact your work life? Fatherhood is a beautiful thing. Definitely gives you fulfillment and something to look forward to. Uh, both to go to work and to come back home, uh, really on both ends. In terms of uh, and my personal experience, I tried to enroll our baby at the CSU daycare, which I thought was the natural uh, decision at the time. Uh, but it didn't go through completely because uh, I felt like the CSU daycare could benefit from more funding. I even spoke with the director and we were asking if there would be like a bursary for uh two student uh, parents, for instance, full-time enrolled. And she said, there isn't such, there's like one uh, bursary and she would like to see more of them uh, happening. There's one for indigenous uh, parent students. And I thought that this could be expanded because uh, the bursary is not that much. The government uh, pays the difference anyways, but the idea is to give students one less thing to stress about than to have them go and file stuff that for advanced tax credit on the website and deal with all that. It's not much. It's a bursary that could be created. I would really love to work with the CSU uh, daycares coordinator to establish a bursary for a couple student parents. See, concordia a couple student parents. Would you have anything else you would add to this conversation? Any details that I might have overlooked? <sighs> there are some uh, interesting things right now with the apartheid uh, bill that was passed on campus. Uh, it will just be very interesting to see how that would factor in, um, like on campus and real life, beyond platitudes. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that unfolds um, as the months come. For all the other CSU interviews, visit CJLO News on Apple Podcast and Spotify.